fire to the gaze that meets the eye.
there to the case that meets the eye.
Hey guys, hope you guys are doing good. This is Soul Provider once again. Hope you guys have had a good morning and I hope you guys are having a good afternoon wherever you're located. Uh, we are, like uh, I said before, uh, we are available on Spotify um, and multiple other podcast um, areas. So look in the description. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. So if you just check the description and you can see all those links down um, below. Uh, and shout out for the guys who were um, here with the interview with the Supreme King Coon, Mr. SKC. That was uh, really funny. And shout out to him for coming on. Uh, that was uh, pretty hilarious. So I'm glad he came on. I hope you guys enjoyed that. So more, more soul interviews are coming. So don't worry about that. Also, we have on Friday, we have the first anime stream is was Goku a fuckboy? And we're going to count how many fucking L's he took because that nigga took a lot of L's. I mean, seriously, he took a lot of L's. So we're going to go over that one. That one's going to be like an open panel. So all you uh, anime niggas, um, you're welcome to come and we can uh, count off how many L's uh, Goku took. So that's on Friday. Um, but shout out to the people um, who came in early. Uh, Curls, uh, New, uh, Liam. Also, be sure to like the video and share it um, and subscribe if you haven't already. So on today's file, we do have a fuckery case file today. Um, and that would be the Roommates Podcast. Now, I have heard of the podcast. Um, I've heard it. It's been mentioned in the space before. I looked at the channel and I'm wondering and I'm looking at this channel. I'm like, hmm, you know, they do have some of our talking points. They made a video called, um, is the red pill too woke? And um, some interesting uh, comments in that video. It was only like four minutes long. But I thought we should take a look at this group. There are two dudes. I think they're from Houston. So shout out to the Texas niggas. Um, but I think we need to take a look here because um, the question is, you know, when a lot of people ask, you know, could the Manosphere... Um, thinking black man become public or become mainstream, I think we have to look at a channel like the Roommates Podcast and if it's possible. So we're going to take a look at these niggas. All right, here we go. So I got some links. Um, let's uh, first go over the channel, shall we? All right. So 
the Roommates Podcast. New episodes premiere Monday, 9 a.m. Eastern and 8 o'clock Central Time. So they've been doing videos for two years, apparently. Um, that's where their they first started was two years ago. So they're actually um, almost not too far away from getting to 100K subs. So they're pretty close. They've been going in. And what kind of caught my attention about them was that um, they started doing interviews and not just normal interviews. They have um, interviews with celebrities. They have D.L. Hoogley on there, um, Gary Thomas, uh, Stephen uh, Labourzier, uh, Hassan um, Minhaj. I probably slayed that, but I, I know he has a, a series on Netflix. So they, uh, Charlemagne the God, really, uh, that's that's almost embarrassing. Um, they got Andy um, Mino. So they got a, a couple of uh, celebrity interviews on here, which kind of impressed me. And, um, you know, the question is, are they really a red pill space, a red pill podcast? That's the question we have to figure out here. Now, the problem about, at least with my logic, you know, um, Manosphere becoming mainstream doesn't make a lot of sense. But, you know, shout out to SKC, he did have a good point that, hey, I mean, radical feminism was a thing. And look at that. Now that's mainstream. So why not the Manosphere? Good point, too. That is a good point. But I mean, the point of the Manosphere, I thought, was to have a digital type barbershop scenario, right? Because we know currently um, men can't really speak about, you know, what's in their heads in the public like that. Um, if they say something a bit too sensitive, well, they're going to get canceled or um, maybe they'll lose a job or, you know, something bad could happen. Um, so what a lot of men are doing now, either they're, you know, they'll talk on their phones with their friends, they'll have little meetups here and there. Uh, with their boys or something, or they'll go to the digital space, which is maybe forums, uh, websites, and then we have YouTube, and we have the Mansphere in space, right? The Thinking Black Men space, or the Mansphere just in general, right? So, I mean, it, it's a good place for men to really talk about, you know, what, you know, different type of topics, right? It's a good thing. But if it goes, and this is the thing that I, I, I have to question here, if it gets too mainstream, doesn't the message get replaced with money so the roommates podcast and um surprising like i said they got interviews with celebrities so that's that they're already that's already a, a big deal um but here's another thing they've been featured by the atlantic magazine they've been featured by houston chronicle houston magazine houston style magazine and the national alliance of mental illness and they also been featured on the own network um, the show was called The Book of John Gray Season 2. So they've been on some pretty big platforms. Now, props, right? Um, but like I said, I mean, is because the manosphere to me is really good when it's like raw. If it's raw, the more raw it is, the more authentic the message is, right? Now, of course, like I said, it's never good to be an extremist. Right. I think you don't need to go. There are some hardcore uh, people who are claimed a red pilled and, and there's some hardcore MGTOWs, hardcore SVM, all that stuff. Hardcore passport pros. There's all that stuff. Right. And on the other side, there's hardcore feminists and all that stuff. But I think it's never good to be on the extreme level. But if I was to grade their content. Right. And I, I've only been subscribed for not too long. Right. Um, we're going to go over some videos. 
But if I would degrade their content, I wonder what would the Manosphere say about their content? What would they grade it at when it comes to, okay, well, this is pretty authentic or this is not authentic? Because to be able to have these interviews with these magazines, have this other stuff and promotion, I mean, their content would have to be kind of, I would say, controlled because they could obviously offend um, these certain platforms. So that's kind of why I'm, I'm thinking maybe this isn't a, um, this, oh, what's up, uh, GMT? What's up? What's up? And what's up, Gabe? What's up, Gabe? What's up? <laughs> New said, anime fuckboys. <laughs> uh, oh, and what do you say here? Um, everyone is throwing the Red Pill name around like football. Red Pill is not too woke. Right. So that's why I kind of question them because, I mean, obviously, they're going to the path of mainstream because look at how many uh, platforms they've been on and magazines and all this stuff. Um, it's good. They have a lot of celebrities on their channel, which is good. But um, I'm wondering what did they have to sacrifice um, to get to that point, right? Because I think that's kind of the issue. You're going to have, if this is a true red pill, you know, podcast, whatever, that's gotten to be on these certain platforms. I mean, eventually you're going to have to go against the sisterhood. Eventually, someone's going to have to come at you, and they're probably going to be extreme feminists not liking what um, you're trying to say on your message. So if they're legit, cool. Obviously, they have a fan base, right? So I'm guessing, I mean, majority of their fan base should be men. Um, now, that could be, I mean, I would hope so. But, uh, you know, we could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I, I'm taking a guess that majority of their um, audience should be black men. I would hope. <laughs> I would hope. Right, Gabe. Um, extreme is the norm here. Right. Um, but not on this channel, man. We're trying to, you know, we're level-headed here. You know, we're trying to keep it level-headed. But I will be extreme on the nerd shit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. But, yeah. Um, so I just wanted to, um, let's go over some articles here. And they and they cover a lot of stuff, right? So some of the videos we're going to look at. Um, shout out to Man Tomorrow. Uh, we're going to look at um, this one video: Women don't want kids anymore. We're going to look at stop acting white. We're going to look at no more child support. And the famous, infamous video we're going to look at is the um, the red pill is the new woke, which got didn't really get a lot of likes and didn't really get that much dislikes. Um, so that was interesting. Um, so let me, let's just look at. Um, this is a little interview they went through. So um, on, let's see, the Melanin People uh, website. Uh, so it says, the name of your business, this is a Q&A they did, the name of your business and when it was founded. Uh, they said it was started in 2017 in Houston, Texas, which I still haven't visited yet, which I plan to do so eventually. Um, can you get, uh, can our readers get to know you and introduce yourself to our platform? Of course, it's Chris Below and Hazif Baku, which sounds African as shit. So he's probably an African. <laughs> if he is, cool. Um, he says they created an online community podcast, right? What exactly are you into? What is your business about? Okay, so this is kind of very generic. This is very generic. The Roommates Podcast is a worldwide community of individuals united on the values of becoming sound emotionally, spiritually, in health, kindness, togetherness, and a thirst for knowledge. Now, that sounds great, but this is my thing. Like, this doesn't sound like a red pill type of 
jargon, really. Like becoming sound emotionally, spiritually. I get the the health part. Um, I get the the knowledge part. But when I and, and then it says worldwide. I mean, it's because. I mean, who is their target audience? Is it black men? Is that their target? Or is it just men in general? So when I look at that, you know, I, I think it maybe it was just a safe answer. But, um, you know, that's the stuff I look at, you know. Uh, so it says, What's, what inspired you to get started? We wanted to share our stories to be able to uplift and encourage young men across the world. Okay. Uh, okay. They, they both have bachelor degrees in finance and journalism. So they're smart niggas. Shout out to y'all for getting your degrees. Uh, what is your motivations? Our vision is to develop and create healthier men. This will eventually result in a better future for all people, especially people of color. Now, healthier men. Okay. But, I mean, it sounds like, when I read that, it sounds like it's a fucking hit fitness channel. You get what I'm saying? It's like a fitness group or something. You know? But, that's 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 what I'm saying. Okay, so what says? What advice do you have for people who want to do the same thing? Be persistent. Fight against unhealthy um, comparisons. Okay, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Yeah, they want to be the largest platform in the world. Um, talking about their future projects, create a hub and growing community. Um, what is the biggest challenge they have faced? And it says, as a a business and a person of color, it said leaders of color supporting us. So apparently, they're not getting support. Um, asked about if they're married or single, if they're single dudes. Uh, what is your greatest accomplishment? Okay. But yeah, I just wanted to show you that um, with a quick article with uh, about that. So let's go over the, the this video and we're going to play it. And um, I might stop it in between to listen to the fuckery. But uh, here we go. Because this is only my second time listening to this. So here we go. I know Morpheus. I know. It started as an idea from the Matrix. It became mainstream through Cassie J's documentary, and then it spread through Reddit message boards. The Red Hood movement began when a bunch of guys started realizing that a lot of what society talked of was a lie, which is a great and amazing thing. But then it went too far, and now it's driven to Never Never Land and the CW Superhero series. I mean, now you have Red Hood, Blue Hood, Black Hood, Purple Hood. There's so many pills, the movement was led by some guy from my center called Life. And the theme song for the TV show Chowder, it says, You take the moon and you take the sun. You take everything, that seems like fun. And that's exactly what these overly woke grateful guys do. I mean, they ruin the fun of everything. But like, I've never seen a guy so quick. Okay, so um, the documentary he mentioned was a really good one. I would suggest you watch it. Um, but I think that was more of the. At least from what I saw, it was more of the the white manosphere, and um, it kind of touches on um, you know what the red pill is, you know why people do it, all that stuff. So I would definitely recommend uh, you guys watch it. It was pretty good. I almost did a review on it, but I, I just didn't want to um, do that. But um, you know, yes, and shout out to Zero because he made a video about the pills, like how there's too many, there's all these pills, 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 um, and also shout out to Falcon, Falcon Black with the yellow pill, which he created, apparently. Um, shout out to tight end. What's up, tight end? Uh, what's up? Uh, I think it depends on what you consider extreme and watered down. Good point. Uh, Gay Bay says, I heard dudes say men should off their wives if they file for divorce. What? Really? Really? Really, Gabe? That is extreme. I consider that extreme. And yeah, that's that's some crazy shit, man. 
Um, that's some crazy shit. But let me, um, I'm going to rewind it a little bit. Let me, let me see. Right. And if you film for the TV show Chowder, it says, you take the moon and you take the sun. You take everything that seems like fun. And that's exactly what these overly broke red pill guys do. I mean, they ruin the fun and everything. Like, I've never seen a guy so quickly ruin a good time to spark with a fox. I mean, the only thing more annoying than an overly woke liberal who sees oppression in everything is an overly woke liberal guy who sees a conspiracy in everything. And I mean everything. Hey, bro, what's good? You want to get some Five Guys? Nah, man, don't eat that. Don't eat that. The government puts GMOs and hormones in Five Guys to make you gay. Yo, what's good, fam? You got to get a new iPhone? Nah, bro, I told you, man. Okay, so uh, he's making his little jokes about um, being woke and red pill with the Matrix thing. I get it. Uh, it's funny. I mean, he sounds like a nerd himself, so, you know, shout out to the nerd niggas. Um, but my thing is, okay, he he wanted to do a video about Red Pill, right? Did he, all he did was just look up the documentary and that was it? Like, you know, because there is a difference, you know, I think black men who are Red Pilled or claim they are versus white dudes or any other dudes, it is kind of different on each side, you know? Why didn't he come into the space and say, and maybe start doing his research there. I mean, he it seems like he just watched that documentary and just went off about that, you know. Easily he could have researched it. I mean, I, I'm wondering how far his research went, you know. So, and this is something to consider. Um, Gay Bay says, yes, and really dudes on the panel said nothing in response. I immediately closed my laptop after hearing that. Yeah, Gabe, I, I'm on, on with you on that. That is very extreme. Um, that's a bit too far. But uh, like I said, that's why there needs to be a, a little a, a balance of um, level headed niggas. And uh, I guess, you know, to balance out the extreme niggas, you know. So uh, shout out to my level headed niggas. Well, let me continue. Those smartphones, that's your service way recording from Andy's data to sell it to Brainiac. Yo, which company do you bank with? What did you ask me? So banks? I don't use no banks. The banks is a Ponzi scheme for the Rothschilds to be able child pedophile rings. I don't use any banks. That's disgusting, man. Freaking banks. And don't let them get started on the topic of women. I mean, we all can't stand those crazy feminists who want to bash men 24-7. But these guys are horrendous. You know me, guys. I love the big problems of women today's rant. But eventually, it goes too far. Because every woman on earth can't be evil. I mean, it's like these guys grew up like David Pulitzer from a child called It. Okay, okay. I would agree to this, right? At some point, I do agree a little bit with what he said. All women are not evil. I agree on that. Not all women are bad, right? Some are good, some are bad. Just like with the dudes, there's some badass, those bad dudes you shouldn't mess with, there's good dudes, you know, for the chicks and all that. So I agree. And I agree that sometimes some people go a bit too far. Just like with the comment Gabe A said, some niggas are just raging on women 24-7. For real. And you know what? That's why it, what really held me back from making a channel at first was because of that shit. And I was like, am I really supposed to do that shit 24-7 with no fucking logic, no concepts, nothing? You know, um, I feel like that's why a lot of people are very discouraged about even making content because it's like, well, I have to 24 seven, just drag on people all day, you know, but that's not the case. You don't have to do that shit, but that's what a lot of people think um, when they first come here for sure. 
But like I said, you do not have to be on the extreme. You can you know, kind of, you know, be level-headed, lay it low, you know? So let's continue. I mean, it's like they literally go through Lena Dunham and big red square feet every single night before they go to sleep. Like, I would think E.O. from Winnie the Pooh was this cynical. And their new favorite slur is beta male. All they love calling somebody a beta male. For example, if I were to say, man, I really love and respect my girlfriend, they would then say, beta, an alpha male doesn't respect any woman. What if I was to tweet, I really want to treat my mom with something special for Mother's Day? They would reply, okay. Um, it's on the extreme, even even with him, he's on the extreme with the jokes. Uh, just because you want to give something to your mom as a gift, I mean, I don't see any problem with that. Sounds sounds nice. I mean, <laughs> doesn't sound bad at all. I mean, I, I don't see what's wrong with that. I mean, I don't see how you can call and do the beta for that. I mean, that sounds Pretty normal to me. Alpha male doesn't celebrate any women. And if I were to say, I really look forward to being there for my daughter's track meet, it would kindly reply, but, but, and alpha male never cares for women, as never did for it, no matter what. I mean, talk about beta male. And that one, that one's a, that was a terrible joke, too. That was a really just stupid, I mean, that was a stupid ass joke. Um, like I said, if he actually went to the space and saw what people were talking about, I'm pretty sure he would know that um, we promote fatherhood. We promote um, why fathers are needed. Um, so the how, 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 I mean, and it's not like, I guess maybe in, in the description, maybe he'll say a disclaimer. I'm just kidding. This is satire or something like that. Um, but that was not funny at all. That was actually pretty stupid. <laughs> and I think that might be why this video didn't get a lot of views either, because um, if he really knew what red pill was, which to me was just self-improvement, I mean, what does that have to do with being a father? I mean, okay, you want to take, uh, go see your daughter do something, a uh, sport, whatever. Sounds like normal fatherhood to me. <laughs> I don't get that. I was stupid. And if he was trying to be funny, um, I think that was a really bad job. I mean, that was just really whack. So much. You think that betas were on their mind 24-7. And you ask me, something seems really, really off when you're always talking about something that you supposedly aren't. In the words of Shakespeare, thou protest too much. I mean, they're so insecure in their masculinity, they believe by calling themselves an alpha male, it actually makes them an alpha male. It's literally like that kid who puts CEO in their bio on Instagram and believes they're an actual CEO. Charlemagne and God put it the best. Some people are so woke, they need to go to sleep. And from the looks of it... Uh, no, 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 no. Please, bro, please. You know what? This is my first time even catching that. For the first time I watched it. Don't agree. Oh, well, of course, he interviewed Charlemagne on his channel. But, man, dude, nah. I, you don't want to co-sign with Charlemagne. That dude is one fishy dude. Um, like I said, I think he might be a potential Skittle nigga. Um, definitely climbing up that fucking rainbow. Um, so I would not co-sign with Charlemagne. Um, that's just me. So that that that's kind of... I might have to give him a red L on that one, for sure. I wouldn't even say. I don't I actually don't hear anything extreme in this space. Um, okay. Uh, taking a woman out on a date for coffee and paying tricking. No, eh, not really. I mean, doesn't sound, I mean, that sounds normal, Gabe. 
I mean, to me. Oh, to the oh God, please. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, right, right. Steve to Dean. Um, well, pretty much uh, shaming woke language. Uh, I've heard both sides give pushback on the coffee dates, right? Okay, let me finish up this. This is a short video. Then we we'll go to the next one. Some of you guys could really, really use some shut eye. Listen, there's nothing wrong with having your third eye open, but be careful. TN is one of the weakest characters of Dragon Ball Z for a reason. So instead, be more like he and you have show and keep that third eye open only for the most special of occasions. Before you write me off thinking I'm some agent from the deep state, I'm all for questioning society and authority. But like anything in life, some people just take it way too far. And when you become more paranoid than Alex Jones fused with Eddie Bravo, then you're definitely taking it too far and you need to ease up. So, to all my red pill guys, in the words of Childish Gambino, stay woke, but not too woke. My name is Afisa Roommates. Okay. Like I said, um, I agree. The extreme, being on the extreme is never good. It's never going to benefit you. Um, I think I mentioned this on the interview with Falcon Black. Shout out to him again. That, um, yeah, it's, you know, red pill rage is not a good thing, <laughs> especially uh, for a long period of time. I would definitely hope for brothers to maybe do your red rage shit for a week, hopefully a day. I would not want a dude doing that shit for a long period of time. That sounds like a fucking dangerous uh, type situation. So I would definitely not want that. So I agree on that. I just think with this video, I think he had to put a bit more consideration to who he's talking to because um, dude, you're uh, you seem like you're a nerd nigga. It seems like you're kind of red pill. It looks like your channel's trying to push this red pill thing a little bit. This is, or at least thinking black men at least. Um, but some of the shit you said in this didn't even, I think it was just kind of corny and not in a good way because you can be corny and funny in a good way but this was not in a good way, especially with the um, I mean, what, what kind of do, does anyone in this space call someone a simp because you took your daughter to do something or gave a gift to your mom? Like, that doesn't sound like a beta to me or a simp or whatever. I, I just don't get that. But uh, let's go to the next video. So let me see if I'm going to agree with this one. So I'm going to share. Uh, this one was the women don't want kids anymore video. And this is with the Chris guy. So this is Chris below. So he's, he's the other um, partner on the roommates podcast uh let's see what did i'm considering extreme because i'm atheist but is that really extreme not really i mean that's what you want to be new you definitely can also uh be sure to like the video uh, subscribe if you haven't already and share the video that definitely does help a lot appreciate that all right here we go next video this time the show for the roommates podcast back with you with another video and I've been noticing this common similarities among women nowadays. I'm not saying all women, but I'm saying some. The women I've been dating, the women I've been seeing on Twitter, the women I've been talking to, you know, through the podcast or through YouTube channels. A lot of them don't want to have kids anymore. A lot of them don't want to start a family. Shit, half of them don't want to get married. So let's see why some of them don't want to have kids. Check this out. The world perceives child-free women in the most negative light possible. I think it's not a need for women anymore. We don't need to have children. We, we find that our own happiness is more important. Our own mental health is more important. We have been called selfish. 
we've been called narcissists, which is kind of strange. Narcissists? Now, I have been hearing the same things among these women I've been dating. Okay, this for reference, I didn't know this is my first time watching the video. He actually referenced a couple of females talking, and one of the females was a fucking 22 year old saying, you know, I need to focus on my mental health at 22. And 22, that sounds like Gen Z to me, is already has the mindset that she doesn't need kids at 22. And it was a white chick. Weird. Very weird. So, okay, let me just continue. <laughs> this is. also the one that I hear on tour. And I personally think if you don't want to have kids, then you shouldn't have kids. I think a lot of people have kids just because, you know, they're lonely. A lot of people have kids just because they want this partner or this person to stick with them throughout things. If you know you don't want to have kids, I think you're just being honest with yourself in the world. I don't think it makes you selfish. I don't think it makes you a bad person. So if people are telling these women that, then I don't stand with them on that. So I can understand why they feel some kind of need to speak out on this issue. What really sealed the deal for me was... Okay, wait, let me go to your comments. Um, at one point, the brother pill with Steve was one of the manuscripts premiere shows. I think the opinion of what uh, Settle comes in waves. Um, he says, yeah, but before the brother pill podcast had another show, I don't remember the name of it, but I think he's married, but calls himself a dating coach. Right? <laughs> he said that's drugs. <laughs> Shout out to XLs. What's up? Um, but here's the thing. Um, if you in other countries, if you are not married, you don't have kids, you don't have a family, you don't have anything to uh, under your name or nothing, you're considered taboo. You're considered, even with the women, the women are not going to respect you. The men are not going to respect you either. No one respects you. Even, I would say even the churches don't respect you. Like, keep that in mind. In other countries, if you don't have any of those things, you're a loser. Then we compare that to here. Uh, you know, if a if a, a twenty two year old chick wants to just be alone and do that's perfectly fine. There's nothing on her. It's like okay, good for you, girl. Girl power, all that other shit. There's there's no there's nothing. There's no shame, and that's another thing too. There's not a lot of shame here. Women don't have a lot of shame here at all, at all. Because if they did, a lot of these things they do currently in the, uh, nowadays, they wouldn't be doing. You know, but. In other countries, there's actually a thing called shame and consequence. Um, but let's get back to it. It was my time as a teacher and my time as a nanny. I remember feeling two different ways about my students. One was that I wanted to adopt them all and keep them and take, the, take care of them and love them and nurture them. And then the other part of me was like, oh my gosh, this is all day every day. And that's when the first seeds of maybe this isn't for me started to spring up. Hmm. Now, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that excuse of having kids. I feel like she is one of those women that has a nurturing spirit. You know, she was educated, she was a nanny, she probably had some kind of cast and dog. And I think that's what women are now doing nowadays. You know, they're supplementing kids for something to take care of, usually an animal. You know, or they're, you know, a part of daycares or they are teaching. So they're getting that nurturing experience, but without actually having kids of their own. Haha, bingo, correcto mundo. He did mention something right there. Yes, they are replacing us with fucking dogs. Very true. 
like I said, I've talked about this a lot and I have a video tomorrow. Um, tomorrow I'm going to be mentioning this, but, uh, yeah, the, uh, they, a lot of them are actually perfectly con um, you know, content with just having a dog and that's it. Uh, I, especially in my generation and Gen Z. So that is a, definitely a true thing. So, uh, another point for Chris. You know, I have been talking to women and they had fear of not being a good mother or fear of failure, which I also don't think is a good enough reason not to have kids. And that's truly what you want. You shouldn't let fear control your life. You shouldn't let the past control your life. You know, you have to try your best. If it's something that you want, you have to trust in yourself. Believe in your partner. Choose wisely. And things can happen greatly. So I don't agree if that's your excuse. Fear is your excuse for not having kids. I'm not with it. Now, if it's something that you want, to me, you have to go out there and take it. It's been important to find someone who is interested in and cares about me for me and not what I can produce for him. Like I have Tinder and like I'll see guys on there that are like maybe 10 years older than me and they're like, well, I'm looking to start a family. I'm like, that's probably the worst thing you could put in your bio because that's making every woman run away. I mean, at least that's how I see it. Nowadays, they... I'm not really surprised that it's hard for them to find a man. Not judging how they looks, because I know that's what y'all thinking, but all the men I know want to have kids. And I'm assuming most men in the world want to have kids. The recent conversation I had with the women in my age group and that are younger than me, it's a new thing that they don't want kids. And also, they don't want to be married. They don't want to deal with the man. They don't want to deal with trust issues. They don't want to deal with the headaches. You know, if I had my car, my place, my job, my nurturing spirit, whether that is an animal, whether that's my little nieces and nephews, goddaughter, whatever, if I can take care of something, and if I need to call a man for, you know, some thing things, I can do that as well. If I had all that, then what's the point of getting married? You know, if I'm not going to get married, I don't know if I actually want to just bring a child in this world and have kids either and be a single mother because, you know, it can be more difficult with one person rather than two persons. So, well, well, we we've talked about this before that, um, yeah, go ahead and be single, but uh, remember that protection is not guaranteed, at least from black men, not just randomly. Now, like I said, if you want protection, you have to either, um, you know, be a be a be a wife, you know, be a good wife, be a good mo uh, mother to your kids and be submissive and to your husband, make him happy, shit, make him some sandwiches and shit. Shout out to Game Changer. Um, do it that way. You, you will most likely get guaranteed protection, right? But if you want to be single, um, monkey branch, uh, be a dog mom, a plant mom, or I don't know, um, be a object sexual to a fucking blanket, then uh, I don't know, let the blanket protect you. Let the dog protect you. I guess. I mean, that's what you want. I mean, but it's not going to be for free. Just letting you know. But yeah. I think it's something that's common nowadays. And I think it's more women wanting that than men. So I'm interested in the comments. Have you heard this? And if you all been hearing the same thing, do you want to have kids? Do you want to leave a legacy? So I'm interested. Please tell me below. Let's get to the last clip. Don't make decisions in a very confident way. You're supposed to just follow a script. And I think because women who have chosen to be childless aren't following that script, it makes people really uncomfortable. There's no... Yeah, I can see that. You know, obviously, you're doing something that's not norm. So 
And in this video, it also said that most people that criticize them or speak out against them are other women. They try to change their mind. They try to shame them. They outcast them. But, like I said in the beginning, if it's something where you're not interested in doing, then you shouldn't do it. You know, you should live your life the way you want to live. You know, there's a lot of people out here that are parents that probably shouldn't be parents. You know, so if this too happy, healthy people that want to have kids, that want to create a family, I think that is the best scenario. And I also think the best way to change this world for the good is through families. Happy, healthy families. To me, will create the greater change in this world. I'm not going to demonize women that don't want to have kids. But also, we point them out, like, maybe you're lying to yourself if you think that, you know, just because you're a fear of, of being a bad mom or fear of rejection or fear of your father leaving, I don't think those are good enough reasons to not have kids. You know, you have to take a chance in life. You know, there's two types of people in the world. Those who wait for opportunities and those who create it. So that's all I have for this video. Okay, so on Chris's um, points, I mean, he says... I mean, I agree with, what, with most of what he said about that. So that was a good one. Uh, let's see what they say about child support. Now, um, like I said, this is another talking point from the manosphere about, you know, this, the, the fuckery with the child support and the, the courts and stuff. So let's see uh, what they say about this one. Another Hafiz exclusive spicy, spice, spice, spice. If you are not mature enough, let me tell you something for everyone watch this on Instagram. Wait, 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 I don't real, real quick, real quick. Please give Hafiz the full screen right now. For everybody watching this video on Instagram, I am not responding to the Instagram comments. I'm on YouTube. Come see me on YouTube if you want to talk to me. Chris is on Instagram. This is my spicy, spice, spice, spice take. If you are not mature, watch another video. If you cannot handle complex ideas, watch another video. If you're not used to me ranting, watch another video because I'm going to trigger you. I'm going to make you upset. You're going to get frustrated. Like I said, if you are going to comment on Instagram, I will not see your comment. I will not read your comment. I will not respond to your comment because your comment does not exist because I only exist on the YouTube sphere. So let's go ahead and jump right into my spicy take. I personally believe one of the best ways to help the black community is to give the black father custody of his sons. I personally believe we need to, we need to, we need to be strategic about how we're going to build up the communities, and we need to give clarification. Able, willing, and competent black fathers to custody of their sons. I think we, if we're trying to dismantle, quote-unquote, gender roles and gender expectations and move into a postmodern society, let's go ahead and this. I would join you intersectional feminists on that battle. And let's go ahead and, and dismantle this idea that the child always needs to be with the woman. And let's add my new idea where the, where the sons, the black father should be raising his sons. If he's willing, if he's able, and he's competent for raising his sons. If, and that's my opinion. And I feel as though in, in my dream world. Okay, so that's another talking point from the, the manosphere and the space. I mean... We've, we've heard that before because, you know, he is right, you know, uh, you know, especially if you have a son, I mean, you want to teach him how to be masculine. That's how he's going to get, that's how he's going to learn it. Um, so that he's not going to learn how to be masculine from a mom. I mean, moms are important too, but he's not going to learn that from a mom. I mean, he's going to need his dad or a stepdad or something, some type of male figure, a mentor, a coach, something, teacher. 
whatever. So he is right. And that is another point from the space that we have talked about before. So like I said, they are making a lot of points that the space has talked about. So why haven't they talked to anyone in this space? That's the interesting point. I will have a fund where I will help all black fathers win custody over their children in all custody battles. If he's, like I said, if he's, if he's willing, he's able, he's competent. I'm not talking about the, the, the idiots in the comments are going to be like, well, my baby daddy's abusive. I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking about your abusive baby daddy. I'm saying for the good guys who are willing, able, and competent, I want them to have custody of their children, all of them, every single black father. I want to have custody. I want the woman to see the child on weekends, you know. I want the, the, the primary custody of every single black young boy to be with his father if his father is able, if his father is willing, and if his father is competent. Honestly, was, I honestly was expecting something a lot worse than that, honestly. Oh, um, and, and, and I, I was going to let you talk, and then I was going to add my last point. No, go ahead and add the last point. And the last point is also no child support if you can't afford it and he wants it. No child support. No more child support. If you can't afford the child and the man wants a child, you do not get child support because you can't afford it. If you can't afford it, you don't get the baby. Give it to the person who can afford it. And let me tell you why. There's two lesbian women, and they adopted a child. So the child is both of their custody, both of theirs. One woman can finance, and, they, and they eventually they break up, and they're about to get divorced, and they're fighting for custody. One woman can financially provide for the child and take care of the child. The other woman cannot financially take care of the child and needs support from the other partner. Who do we give the child to? Logically speaking, we give it to the one who can financially take care of the child. So to me, I'm all for removing child support. If you guys don't want to follow my rule, uh, Excels, who is that? Uh, this is uh, the roommates podcast. Um, the other guy is um, Chris below, and then we have um, the other guy, I think his name's like Haku or something. Oh, uh, uh, Hafez, Hafez. So, yeah, they're, they're the two members of the uh, roommates podcast. They have a lot of talking points from the space, um, from thinking black men. And um, the question is, you know, are they really a red pill type? you know platform or are they just think of black men platform um could they be more mainstream because technically they are going into that path because they've been interviewed by uh, multiple people they have celebrities um on their uh their channel no that's not no that's um the, the other guy was uh um chris below yeah but let me get back to it and giving custody to all the willing, able, able, competent fathers, I also believe we need to simultaneously, if you want the kid, you get no child support if you can't afford it. No child support for you. Not a zilch. Because if you want it, you should be able to afford it. If you're, if you're a man and you want, same with the guy, the guys who, who are single fathers, most of them, most of them don't type in the comments, 
an exception to the rule. Most of them are not taking child support. They're taking care of the children on their own. They're not asking the woman for anything. So that's my belief, and that's another way of building the black community. We need to build the black fathers up, and we need to push, 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 push all young black boys into the arms of their loving, able, willing, and competent fathers. <laughs> and so it was funny because I think on the same Dave Chappelle special of Sticks and Stones, I want to say his joke was, you know, I, if if the woman has the right to abort the child and I have no say-so, then I should have the right <laughs> to not pay child support if I don't say so. And it, Okay. I mean, I, I can agree with what, what he said on that one for the most part. So like I said, I mean, they're making points that a lot of people in the space have already made. Um, he made this video on June 23rd this year. So he's... This is not nothing new that he's saying. The information is not new. Um, you know, he's not saying anything new here. You know, this is stuff I've heard before in the manosphere a lot. So, it's, you know, like I said, the message, what they're saying is nice, but if they keep growing, I mean, they will go mainstream. They already technically are. I mean, are they going to still stick to their 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 message, you know? Yeah, final uh, financial uh, abortion. Yeah, I was trying to remember because I remember someone mentioning that before. What that, you know, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, man, they did an interview with a black chick talking about they should be treated like queens. Oh, God, really? Ah, shit. Well, I might have to check that out, XLs. <laughs> that sounds bad. Um, so we got one more here. We got um, another video they made like just last week called Stop Acting White. So, um, let's see what um, Hafez has to say about this. And let's see if it's another thing that we've said before in the space. Most likely. Let's see. This is Hafez back at it with another video, some politically objective feedback where we call out the nonsense on both sides of the aisle. And please come on down the National Museum of African American History or uh, I think they call it Black American History. Let me double check. Correct, of African American History and Culture. I have to call you guys down to the aisle because we have to talk about this document that you guys put out. Oh, okay. I can share my screen on this one. I got a little visual here. Um, so um, this says the uh, aspects, assumptions of whiteness and white culture in the United States. Uh, white dominant culture of whiteness refers to the ways white people and their traditions, attitudes, and ways of life have been normalized over time. We are now considered standard practice in the U.S. Since white people still hold most of the uh, intuitional power in America, we have all uh, internalized some aspects of white culture, including people of color. Okay. Okay. So that's just the visual. Let me get back to the audio. I do not know when this came out, but they put out this um, long document about race and, you know, white culture and how the blacks have dealt with it in America. My number one problem with this article is that it's, it's in essence, and, and I hope I'm not reaching here, but it's in essence saying that these values that we're going to talk about, a lot of these values are byproducts of white culture and are influenced by white culture, right? And And... We as people of color, Black Americans, Hispanic Americans, Asian, you know, some Asian Americans, you know, all types of people of color who are happen to not be white, we believe these things because 
it was created by white Americans, which I think is horrendous. Let's go ahead and jump into it. So it says the nuclear family, father, mother, 2.3 children is the ideal social unit. So that's not white culture. That's every single culture around the world. That's my number one problem with this stupid article. It's, it's, it's giving white culture credit for everything that seems to me to be basic things humans all around the world have done. In almost every society, there was a mom, there was a dad, there was children, you know, obviously societies had more children than others, you know, and there was a mother, I mean, a brother and a sister, daughter and, and son. Like, to attribute that to whiteness, and if you aspire to the nuclear family, to whiteness, because we all know the best family unit is going to be the woman who created you and the man who created you raising you. That is the best. That's the best. You know? And so is there exceptions where your parents are horrible? Of course. But in an ideal world, we will, we will have a healthy mother and a healthy father, the ones who made you. So to consider the nuclear family to be a Western idea is stupid. Like all cultures around the world have nuclear families. Um, children should have own rooms be independent. Okay, let me go ahead and show you that. I think you guys have probably seen this. Ah, let me see if I can get it. Yeah, here we go. Boom. Let me show you the screen here. So, yeah, it says the um, individual is the primal unit, self-reliance, individual, on a many valiant rewarded individuals assumed to be in control of their environment. You get what you deserve. Rugged individualism. Family structure, nuclear family, father, mother, uh, two, three children is the social um ideal unit husband is breadwinner head of household wife is homemaker and subordinate to the husband <laughs> uh children should have their own rooms be independent uh, emphasis on science method objective rational linear thinking cause and effect relationships quantitative uh, emphasis so this is very interesting why because remember black lives matter right black lives matter does not want this to happen they don't want this type of nuclear family. They don't want this. But, you know, based on this, they're saying um, acting white, apparently, is to have this structure in America. Interesting. Uh, what do you say, Exiles? You said um, they're doing numbers over 500 comments in their videos um, and views and with over 10K for the most part. Yeah, right. They're, they're, they get the views. Yeah, you're not wrong um, about that. With, like I said, 77K subscribers, um, their views kind of range from like sometimes 10,000, let's just say like 3,000 to 10,000 for each one, pretty much. So they're not doing bad. Uh, they're not doing bad. But XL, I, I am actually questioning that. I think maybe it would be a good thing to consider and ask, did the Roommates podcast sell out? Because like I said, they didn't come. I think if they really wanted to get these talking points and really kind of, you know, kind of collab and stuff, why didn't they come to the Manosphere? It's like they completely just did a spin move and it <laughs> did a dodge to the manosphere. Because you know, if if they did come to the manosphere, I mean, there's a lot of people that could, um, you know, debate some things, kind of have some different conversations about stuff. But they just fucking did a spin move, and um, it, well, it looks like it, it benefited them because they got a lot of views, they got some articles, um, they got a lot of promotion on different platforms. So. And then, like I said, when I read you those interview questions, it just sounded very generic. You know, it didn't really sound like this was a thinking black man type, um, you know, soundbite, you know. So let's keep going. Own rules be independent. I mean, come on. 
own rooms? Children having their own rooms is a byproduct of white culture? Really? Like, really? Like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Um, husband is breadwinner and head of household. Have you never watched Mulan? <laughs> like, in Asian cultures, it's very patriarchal. Don't let me get started on Africa. Because you, you think you think misogyny is a word in America. Africa is 5,000 years from even understanding what misogyny is. Patriarchy and, and male heads and families is not a white cultural thing. And to say, well, these things were created by white people. Like, no, that's erroneous. Let's move forward. Scientific method, objective, rational, linear thinking. <laughs> objective thinking is a byproduct of whiteness. You see, rational. Okay, I need to show the screen on this one. This is kind of fucked up. <laughs> this is fucked up. It's uh, yeah. I read this before. I just wanted to show you. So yeah, objective, rational, linear thinking is apparently um, acting white. Now, think about this, though. Think about this. And, and like I said, when it comes to us, uh, black community, community, it is the bizarre world, right? You know, sometimes you'll be called. Um, I've been called uh, someone will, back in the days. You know, if you sound too proper or you, you sound too smart, they'll start calling you white. That is something that happens. That is something that happens. That's been even for me, for someone who's a uh, Nigerian. Uh, someone's called me. Oh well, you you you're act, uh, a black black American will come here. Oh, you're acting white. I'm like, uh, I'm African. <laughs> uh, so it's just weird how um, this is on a document, and I I've actually been had experience with this type of thing. Weird, but hey, it is what it is. Let's continue. Linear thinking, objective thinking is a byproduct of whiteness. You see, <laughs> like this, this, this blows my mind. This blows my mind. Objective thinking? <laughs> Let's move forward. Work before play. Have you ever seen a South Korean school system? These kids go leave school to go to school. Like, the idea of work before play is a byproduct of whiteness. Okay, like this is, man, he's hitting, like, this is actually great, man. Work before play. That sounds very interesting with something we've been talking about in the space, uh, about the whole, um, you know, the, the, the game shit, the game, no game, whatever debates niggas be having. Um, very interesting. Or how like some people don't want to go to school, don't want to have a trade, don't want to try business um, or go to the streets. Because it's a uh, quicker access, you know, they get to play first instead of work hard first. Eh, it's a thing. We've talked about that before here, so that is a thing. And part of white culture, like literally, it's like we're we're having the idea draft of humanity, and the white white people have the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and they have the entire first round of picks to say, well, those ideas be drafting their hours. Like, who the heck? made this, 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 this list coming, coming from the, 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 the Museum of African American History seems so racist, in my opinion, towards black people. Like, I would assume 
that this list was created by the Museum of White Supremacist KKK history. But no, this, this is coming from black Americans saying that this is what is part of white culture. So what do, what do black people have? Or others have, or people of color have? I'm gonna do a few more ridiculous. Um, aesthetics, man's attractiveness based upon economic status, power, and intellect. That is every culture around the world. It's every culture. It's not just whiteness and white people. I'm going to go backwards to the most absurd one when it says um, time, time follow rigid time schedules and being on time is white thing. That's true. <laughs> I give them that one. That is true. You know, black people, they're late. <laughs> so, I, you know what? That's right. That's, I'll give you guys one. I'll give you guys one. My biggest problem is that when you equate normal human behavior to whiteness if they communicate if you want to act the way you're supposed to act as a person of color you don't be polite you know you don't be on time you don't follow english common law you don't believe in a nuclear family you know you don't believe in objective logical thinking all these things send an unhealthy message about what's going on in today's world and how people should move forward Obviously, there's things that are unhealthy that has been taught by society. I won't deny that reality existing, but to equate almost everything that is a universal principle among Native American people, Asian people, Latin people, African people, to equate those to whiteness and white culture is a reach, a stretch, and doing intellectual dishonesty at the least. So, like I said, guys, we always want to strive for objectivity. When the right does something stupid, we got to call it out for it being stupid. And when the left does something stupid, we got to call it out for being stupid. So I'm sorry, guys, on the left, and I'm whoever created that goddamn document, that was erroneous, that's dumb, and please, guys, whiteness, come on. My name is Afisa Nerubes. Okay, uh, Neil, you said, did you sound white on the phone? Nah, bro. Nah, man. Yeah, right. They associate whiteness with logic, structure, and peace. <laughs> and then he mentioned the thing uh, um, being on time, because you know, you know, there's there's nigga time, and then there's being on time. You know, most niggas aren't on time. But uh, uh, yeah, man, I just wanted to cover the roommates podcast. I mean, because like I said, they have the talking points of the manosphere, but don't you think that the, you know the manosphere would be a good alliance with the roommates podcast? Um, to me. If they're having the same talking points, I think they should be. Um, but, you know, maybe like you said, um, Exiles, maybe they did actually sell out, you know. But that was pretty much the end of this um, video, man. I, this was actually something I wanted to do like a couple uh, days ago. But, you know, I had some other um, videos to work on. So uh, appreciate you guys coming on. This is going to be a little short hour. Um, Exiles, new, uh, Liam, a shout out to y'all, man of tomorrow. Uh, hope you're um, doing well, Gabe A. Um, Titan, shout out to you. So I have a, a video tomorrow I'll be doing and more videos coming. Uh, if anything comes out like some trendy news, maybe I'll, I'll do it, but it just depends on what comes out. Um, also I got approved for, um, Apple, so I should be available on iTunes. So look out for me on iTunes. If you have an iPhone, um, all you, um, Apple niggas, I don't really trust iPhone because, uh, what kind of, 
phone am I going to get from a, a fruit company? You know, that's weird to me. So I'm team Android. But if you guys are um, on uh, Apple phones, uh, you can look start looking for me on um, your iPhones because I should be available on iTunes now. So anyway, guys, that was pretty much it. I uh, hope you guys uh, have a good day. I'll probably see you guys later in the streets. Be careful. Um, wear your mask, uh, niggas. And also, if you have an Xbox, you can take that L. Um, the Goku um, is a fuckboy stream is on Friday. And I'll have a couple other videos um, coming this week. So anyway, guys, peace out and have a good one.